My name is Jenna and I'm here to help you do all the hard things. I'm a licensed professional counselor with nearly 10 years of clinical and research experience working with people who have some of the most debilitating OCD and anxiety in the world. I'm also a mom, a personal trainer, and a lover of modern spirituality. My goal is to bring you all the research, guidance, and encouragement you need to help you remember and know how strong you truly are. Now let's get to it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, you guys, we have Monica Friedman here from Monica Friedman Coaching. I'm really excited to have her. She's just phenomenal, and I know she's going to give us such great information about her story and what she is offering to us and offering the world. Let's just have you start with kind of telling your backstory, introducing yourself to our listeners a little bit. Jenna, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. I've been following you and you got some amazing content out there. Um, so yes, uh, my name is Monica. I am a fertility coach and I help professional and ambitious women like you and I and so many out there to increase their chances of conceiving through emotional lifestyle and practical fertility support. So yeah, I, I help you have babies and along the way um, be less anxious and live the life in the weight with more joy. Yeah, that sounds sounds like it's so needed and just mm -hmm. wonderful. And the service that you're providing to women and to the world is definitely something that's not talked about enough, but that is definitely appreciated. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been working with moms or especially with my mom interviews from my non-mom series, it seems like more women have these experiences of infertility and miscarriages and complications than people who don't. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't something that we really heard a lot about years ago or even months ago. And I feel like we're hearing about it now more. So if you don't mind, just maybe starting with your own personal experience. Mm -hmm. I know that's really closely tied into your mission and, and what it is that you do. So just starting with kind of your personal experience sure. and all this. Sure. Um, I'm a, I'm one of four children and um, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. I wanted a lot of children. So when I was 20 or 29 years old, um, I had a, my, I was with my, my now husband at the time and we wanted to be ahead of the curve and start, um, start, start a family and it didn't work. I didn't even have my period um, and it didn't work for two years. And then I started looking into things and I was told at 29 years old that I had the egg reserve of a 44 year old. I had very few eggs left and that was a huge shock to my system. Um, you have to know about me, I'm a total type A personality. I do everything 150%. Um, I felt like life was according to this formula of goal plus hard work equals great result. But you know what? Fertility didn't get the memo. Fertility works by its own rules. 
fertility is in the category of big life stuff like cancer. There's actually a study or research done out there that says the psychological symptoms associated with infertility are similar to those associated with other serious medical conditions such as cancer. And when I heard that, I finally felt validated. I finally felt that someone got me. Um, and anyway, so I went through, um, fast forward, I went through five years of trying to conceive to have my now 19 months old daughter. Um, I did four rounds of IVF. I did um, more than, I think I did more than a thousand injections, uh, 12 rounds of ovulation induction because I'd never ovulated on my own. Um, I went through the ringer emotionally. Um, I fell into a deep, dark hole. I was an emotional mess. I wasn't nice to myself. I wasn't nice to my husband. I wasn't nice to my family, my friends. It's, and I couldn't deal with reality anymore. Um, I was just, I was trying to escape reality and I couldn't face it. I didn't have the right tools. And so one summer actually I disappeared and went to yoga retreat in Colorado um, and I told no one about it other than my husband. Um, and that was a clear warning sign that I had no idea how to deal with all of this. Um, so for those who are listening and who are maybe dealing with fertility issues as well, um, I was diagnosed with low AMH, which, which is low egg reserve. I was diagnosed with high natural killer cells, which, um, which can hamper um, implantation. Um, I was also diagnosed with um, just anovulation. I never ovulated on my own. So the chances the doctors gave me to conceive by IVF were one to 4%. Usually it's around 50%, one to 4%. And I beat the odds. And I did that through a number of things, which I can go into later. But most importantly, I went on a transformational journey. And that transformational journey was not just about getting pregnant. It was more so about being okay with myself, finding peace with myself in life, um, learning the concepts of acceptance and patience and hope and resilience. Um, they really carried me through and they saved my sanity and my marriage and my friendships. And something that you really hit me with right there with what you said was, I felt validated. I felt, I got this information and I felt validated. And mm -hmm. that's something that I think so many women in your position want and need, and they're just desperate for that validation. So I'm really glad that you're able to offer some of that to them. So with all of this said, you obviously have mentioned that you, you now have a little girl. Um, so, so you beat the odds and you were successful in that. So talk to us about how you kind of transitioned into taking that experience and making it into now what it is that you do for a living. Um, it wasn't intentional. I, I kind of started coaching friends and friends of friends on their fertility journeys already while I was going through it because you just meet so many wonderful women and then you start sharing your story and then people reach out to you. And also I was a yoga teacher, meditation yoga teacher for pre and postnatal. And one time I came back from teaching, my husband said, Monica, I've never seen you so happy and fulfilled and glowing. And the next day he overheard a conversation I had with someone going through IVF 
as I was giving her advice. And he said the same thing again. And that same week, my brother told me that he wished he had a coach like me. And that's when I realized, okay, this might be my calling. Mm -hmm. This might be the thing in life that I have to do. So I'm, I basically turned my challenge, my personal challenges into my passion. And I just want to make other women's journeys easier. And I want to be, or I want to become the person I desperately needed six years ago. Absolutely. And I know I have not experienced infertility. I've not experienced a miscarriage. And I feel so deeply for those women who have gone through it. And I've had friends who've gone through it. And you're saying that you were that person, you could give that advice, you could give that support. And I, how, I guess I'm curious and, and my listeners, I'm sure are curious, what did that sound like? Like, what does it sound like for you back then to have been that coach, to have been that support person to your friends who were struggling? And what does that look like now, as far as your job and the services that you provide women? Well, back then it was all just on a friendly basis. And I was more, again, a friend than a coach. Um, now as a coach, I, you know, going through coaching school and all kinds of trainings and qualifications. Um, I trained in health coaching, life coaching, in perinatal loss and grief. Um, and I'm a certified fertility specialist now. So I've got tons of training and married that with my own experience. I have a clear strategy now. So um, I combine three factors that help me get pregnant, healthy and happy. And I call it the full circle fertility method because it's a holistic approach. It's a holistic approach where Eastern medicine meets Western medicine. I truly believe that sometimes to beat the odds, to make the magic happen, we need both of those um, because sometimes women do need medical help. Um, however, there's a lot that we can do through other um, modalities. So my three strategies or my three pillars are number one, mindset, so stress levels. Number two, lifestyle, so that includes diet, lifestyle, and toxins. And number three is tactics. And that's all about which treatment are you doing? Um, which doctor are you seeing? Um, is your doctor supportive? Um, is there any treatment approach that you might be missing out on? I mean, there's so much out there and I've seen so much over the years. Um, I'm a fan of cutting edge treatment approaches. I even travel to Greece myself um, to get an ovary rejuvenation um, I've taken Viagra to thicken the lining of the womb, obviously all under um, medical supervision. But I truly believe, and maybe that's my personality, but I believe that sometimes you have to go the extra mile to make things happen while making sure that you don't lose your sanity. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I know that's such a struggle for women, um, at least in the personal experience and in the interviews that I've done. It's like, the mental load of being in this predicament and dealing with the injections and all the information that's out there and the doctor's appointments and the uncertainty, not to mention just the heavy, heavy emotions that you're going through. Talk to us about how you handled that mental load and how women can even even like make a dent in trying to cope with that, that mental load of struggling with infertility and, and maybe even a miscarriage. Sure. Um, I didn't handle it well in the beginning, but then I turned things around. 
and I used all the tools that I had already within me from my yoga practice, but also I started looking into Buddhism a lot, and I just did a lot of, um, you know, self-exploration, self-work, basically. So my number one advice is prioritize your mental health, prioritize your self-care, because we need to let our nervous system know on a daily basis, if possible, that we're safe, that we're calm, that we can, or that we have the energy and the resources to create another human being. And here's the thing, at the end of the day, we're still cave women. We can blame our ancestors for, um, for the way that our mind-body axis works. If we're quite stressed and there's a high level of cortisol release, that can actually mess with our reproductive hormones. So I wanna ask you, have you ever had, when you were really stressed, either physically or mentally, have you ever had maybe a bellyache, or a headache, or a missed period, anything like that? Oh yeah, absolutely, yep. So that's a perfect example of the mind-body connection. Mm -hmm. And that is the same for fertility. If we are stressed out of our minds, um, and the body or the mind cannot really discern between being attacked by a lion or being constantly under stress from fertility, work, relationships, then our our body kind of shuts down. It goes into survival mode. It goes into fight or flight mode. And that's where some of our key reproductive hormones may not get to where they need to go. For example, the ovaries. So that's my number one advice. Focus on self-care. Focus on things that calm your nervous system. And that could be, actually that is more than just that glass of wine and that bar of chocolate. That is more than just a bubble bath. It's setting boundaries. It's learning to say no. It's learning to put yourself first. It's maybe if you're having a really tough time at work, saying no to meetings or stepping away from your desk for your lunch or, um, you know, when, when the rubber meets the road and you're in the middle of a fertility treatment, um, see what you can do hour to hour to let yourself know your subconscious mind that at the end of the day, you will be okay. And every one of us has different techniques. Um, so again, my number one technique was um, relaxation, meditation, breathing, yoga. Um, I, I read a lot of Buddhism scriptures um, and that can look different for every one of you. But I really invite everyone who's listening to ask yourself, what feels good right now? And what gives you that strength in that moment where everything seems to fall apart? Jenna, what, what's it for you? What, what's your go-to method? Oh man, I, I, I have so many thoughts right now. I, when we think about self-care, we think about things that are external, right? Like for me, that would be like getting my nails done. For some reason, mm -hmm. it just makes me feel good. It makes yeah. everything feel a little bit better, but you're so right. Self-care is also these inner things. Like how are we talking to ourselves? Are we shaming ourselves? Are we beating ourselves up? Are we saying yes to things that we don't want to say yes to and then feeling guilty and resentful about that? And so, yeah, I, for me, I think superficially of kind of external things, but for me, 
I really value saying no, like, no, I'm not feeling going out with you this weekend. I'm going to stay home. <laughs> That's right. really, yeah, that those are all such important things. And here's one thing that often happens to women struggling with infertility. We are often extremely disappointed by our bodies. Our bodies are not delivering what we think they're supposed to deliver as a female body. So self-care or kindness can actually look like forgiving yourself, forgiving your body. Um, forgiveness is huge. Um, acceptance, the, the whole concept of acceptance. And by acceptance, I mean not taking everything that's happening. Um, or let's say acceptance doesn't mean that you approve of what's happening. Or acceptance doesn't mean that you, that you agree or that you don't care. Acceptance means that you simply and simply in quotation marks, um, embrace the reality so that you can move on with an action plan mm -hmm. so, that, so that you allow yourself to heal. And what I see a lot when I went through a miscarriage as well, and, and I see it with my clients, let's say you have a failed cycle or a failed treatment or a failed pregnancy, um, starting to forgive your body starting to be so incredibly kind with yourself and ask your body, what is it that you need right now? How can I support you best right now? Um, and then accepting the reality and saying, okay, this terrible thing happened, but what can I learn from it? Because I truly believe that in every, everything that happens, as bad as it is, there's always that tiny silver lining. And I know that's sometimes incredibly hard to understand, but it is true. And a Buddhist, um, a Zen Buddhist once told me that, said, Monica, um, there's something positive in everything. It's like, no, you know, it's how, how can it be? But he explained to me that even you getting upset will show you your true emotions and your true valuation of the situation, or it will show you what you really care about, or it will show you a new path. So adopting that mindset can really help you overcome these um, traumatic incidents through fertility. Well, and you just gave me the perfect segue to another really important point that I think mm -hmm. a lot of moms will resonate with. So you just just mentioned the idea of trauma. These are traumatic incidents. And I want to validate that for the moms who are listening that what you're experiencing is traumatic and it's okay to have felt the emotions and the experiences that coincide with trauma. So something that you talk a lot about and that you've mentioned to me in just preparation here was that there's this PTSD element, this post-traumatic stress that kind of coincides with infertility and miscarriages. And so anything else that you have to say about that? Yes. Um, I, I truly think that there is some kind of infertility PTSD. And for me, that looks like still being shocked when you hear or read about a pregnancy announcement, even though you're pregnant or even though you you're a mom already, but it's that feeling of, wait, this isn't fair wait, why did I have to try so hard? So I work a lot of, uh, I work a lot on reframing this with my clients. And one of my um, approaches here is that 
comparison is the thief of joy. So how can we not compare ourselves with others? And how can we embrace our own journey? And again, um, be incredibly kind to ourselves. But yes, PTSD for me, you know, trauma is basically trapped emotions, emotions that weren't able to, to flow free or being um, processed. And there's a Native American saying, which I love, and it goes like this. If you have an emotion, let it run through you a thousand times. If you experience an emotion, let it run through you a thousand times. So that means allowing this emotion, which is probably grief or anger or sadness, to be with you. So sit with it explore it, analyze it, um, have a conversation with that, but then let it go. Um, so by that, I mean, let's not try to suppress any emotions because they can come back with vengeance. Mm -hmm. And in a way, that's where the fertility journey can be an incredible teacher how we deal with emotions and you know life will throw other stuff at us fertility is not the only thing there will be work stuff uh, relationship stuff your kids will um create so much drama um there's kind of health stuff you know there's going to be stuff that we need to deal with so fertility can maybe or it was to me it was the best teacher i ever had even though i didn't ask for it I really didn't ask for it, but I'm so glad I had it as a teacher. I'm so excited to share with you guys a planner that I've had for months now, and now I have an absolutely incredible offer so that you can enjoy it with me. I've tried yearly planners, blank diaries, and everything in between, all the way from back when I was in high school. Silk & Sonder is the perfect planner that I've been waiting for for years. Silk & Sonder is a self-care monthly planner and journal subscription service, including monthly, weekly, and daily planning pages, plus activities that change each month and are targeted to help with your self-care. You'll get coloring pages, recipes, habit trackers, journaling prompts, and more. Silk & Sonder offers monthly, quarterly, annual, and gift subscriptions. It's the first ever monthly planning experience aimed to empower you to live the life that you've always wanted. Inspired by a new theme each month, they hand curate, design, and deliver each issue straight to your doorstep. You'll love each month's blend of productivity and planning, introspection and mindfulness, and lifestyle content. I've been using mine for months, and I'll honestly never go back to a regular planner ever again. For 25% off your order, head to my website at jennaoverbaugh.com and click on Deals. so beautiful that you can be at that point now. And I hope, I, I hope that other moms listening have gotten there too. And, and that maybe your teachings and your energy will help guide them there a little bit more if they're not already there. Well, I think fertility is a trigger for everyone, even though they're, even if they're rigid or not, even if they have anxiety already or not, even if they are type, type A or not, um, it's, it's a really tough time for anyone. So let's just, let's just acknowledge that and let's just normalize some of that. Um, 
because we don't want to add pain on pain. We don't want to beat ourselves up for already being anxious. And then this comes and say, oh, this is throwing me off even more. However, I think those of us who have this tendency, it's, it's a way of, again, being a cave woman, it's a way of, it's a survival mechanism because we can calm our nervous system down by being in control, right? This is, this is how we can go through life. And it probably has worked really well for a lot of us. Work-wise, um, you know, just going through life, we, we have a clear plan and that has served us incredibly well. Again, fertility works by its own rules. And I remember a time, I'm, I'm terrified of flying. And you know what? Because I'm not in control. So I then um, went on, on a helicopter ride at some point and I was fine. And you know what? Why? I was fine because I was sitting next to the pilot and could see everything that he was doing. He was explaining the, the technicalities, the physics behind it. And that's when I realized I have an issue with letting go of control. And that's a tough lesson in fertility because we are not in control. And that's why I work with my clients on regaining control wherever you can. So taking charge of the things that you can control. And there's a lot more that you can control than you think. You're not as helpless as you think, especially in the lifestyle area. So what you eat, what you put on your body, um, how you exercise, and again, your approach to your emotions or your approach to external things that may be thrown at you. There are a lot of things that you can control. Mm -hmm. So related to what women can control and this really kind of uncertain time, maybe <laughs> if you could give the listeners two or three practical things that they could do today to start feeling better, um, to start kind of taking control of the, of the factors that they can be in control of? What are like two or three practical things that women can do to start feeling better starting today? Sure. Number one is start a daily mind-body practice. And that could be just taking three deep mindful breaths at some point during the day. That's all you need to start. Or that could be a yoga session, or that could be anything where you again, calm your nervous system down. So go and find for yourself what that could mean and what feels good. But the easiest thing is start with taking three deep breaths while you're still in bed in the morning or before you have your coffee, whenever. Number two is um, clean up your diet. And that is a form of self-care as well. Nourish your body with wholesome, organic foods, um, maybe a bit less sugar, maybe a bit better fat. So avocados, salmon, fish, all of that is contributing to your egg health. And that's key for women, especially approaching 40. Um, so again, see that as a form of self-care. And then number three, um, just looking at fertility in general, um, start observing your cycle and start getting more intimate with your body. So what signs are you getting from your body? Can you actually live more in sync with your cycle? 
for example, around ovulation, we can be really active, we have a lot of energy, but try to tone it down a little bit, dial it down a notch as you go into the second half of your cycle. So between ovulation and your next period, because that way you let you signal, you send a clear signal to the body that it's safe to conceive and for the for the embryo to implant. And that's working with a subconscious mind a lot. So let me repeat, mindset, find a mind-body practice that works for you. Lifestyle, clean up your diet, see it as a form of self-care. And three, get to know your cycle. What's your go-to advice for you women out there? So it's hard for me to give advice when I've not been in this situation, but what resonated with me is are some of the things that you've said, which is one, this acceptance, right? Which is not necessarily, I accept things the way that they are and I'm accepting the outcome. You know, you can still be, you know, really emotionally distraught about the outcome and feel really uncertain about the outcome. But this general day-to-day acceptance, as far as it is what it is right now, I've done everything that I can right now with the resources that I've been given and at least allowing that acceptance to get you to the point where you can, like you said, actively problem solve for the future, whether that's communicating with your doctors or seeking out support. So I really do like the acceptance piece. Um, two, I would say that just finding that social support. I know the research demonstrates time and time again that with mothers just in general, regardless of the of, of what the issue is, the the impact of solidarity and support maternally with with mom friends or in a mom group of people who understand you and who you can be your radical self around is just huge in any type of recovery. So two would Mm -hmm. be finding some type of support for sure. And three, like you said, reaching out if you if you feel like you need that extra step, right? Sometimes we can't do these things on our own, whether it's conceiving or whether it's taking care of our mental health, whether it's handling our anxiety. Sometimes it's not just on us to, to handle what's within our control. Sometimes there are things that are outside of our control. And so talking to a doctor, taking that extra step, getting on medications and 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 yeah, everything that you've said. So acceptance for sure to finding some type of social support that makes you feel good, that makes you feel comforted and that you can trust. And then three, if you need to, being okay with yourself to have to take that next step medically or um, as far as interventions go, I think those would be my three things. Great, I'll try to implement some of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and as someone who's not experienced these things as a, as a friend, as a support person, I'm always interested in lo- knowing how can we better support these moms or these caregivers who have gone through something like this or who are going through something like this. I know it's not help. I know what's not helpful when mm-hmm. you say like everything happens for a reason and <laughs> your time is coming and you know, I, what's not helpful and what would be helpful. Yeah, very good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, First of all, be there for your friend, for your sister, for your daughter, for whoever needs help, and don't give unsolicited advice. So don't say, I know you'll get pregnant soon, just relax, or, you know, give any kind of advice. Oh, my neighbor did this. Why didn't you try that? Mm -hmm. Um, Just listen. Simply be there. Create that space, hold the space, validate their feelings, and then maybe ask, 
how you can help. Mm-hmm. Um, and also accept that there are days when they want to talk and there'll be days when they don't. So leave it up to them when they want to share. And as you know, probably so well from your work, emotional trauma comes in waves. So some days we're absolutely fine. And sometimes we're fine to go to a baby shower. Other days we may not want to see or hear about someone else's baby. We don't want to even see our partner. We don't even want to look ourselves in the mirror. So I had struggled with that with my own twin sister. I have a twin sister and she had two babies before I even came near to conceiving. Um, so that was, that was rough. And we had this conversation a lot, actually just last week. And she said, Monica, were you ever happy for me? Because you always were, you were just so sad. And I felt you didn't love my babies and it broke my heart, but it also showed me again that it's not about your or that other person's baby or their happiness or their luck. It's about our sadness and our struggle with it. And these two things usually don't have anything to do with each other. So of course, I'm so happy for every single baby that was born, but that didn't make my sadness any better. So just understanding that and and holding or creating that space. And again, the acceptance that there's, that there can be these two polar opposites. Yeah. I talk about that a lot too. And it's a, it's a, a realization personally that took a long time to set in for me. And then I feel like once I learned that you could have two experiences or two emotions at the same time, right? right? Like you can be happy for someone who just had a baby and you can still be really, really sad and be mourning the one that you lost. Like one doesn't rain higher than the other. It's not a, a war. Your emotions aren't at war with each other. We're complicated human beings. These are complicated situations and you can experience a whole ton of things at the same time. It's not like one has to <laughs> rain power over the others. So I'm really glad that you were able to speak to that. What you, you've talked about so many great things and oh my gosh, I, I feel like we could just go on forever. My, we could. Yeah. Like this is just incredible. And I'm super, super grateful for your time and your wisdom. So other than everything that you've mentioned, what is something else that you wish other moms knew? It could be related to this topic, could be just in general, whatever you think. Um, know that you're not alone. You may feel incredibly alone and isolated. And that goes for moms postpartum as well. Know that you're not alone. There are so many others out there, all with their own unique sets of conditions and backgrounds. But at the end of the day, we're all in this together. So a visualization that helped me a lot was visualizing a circle of really strong women and they were all holding hands and there was this beautiful golden light and it might get a little bit woo now, but that just helped me, that image of this golden circle of women who were just holding hands and I was standing in the middle and I kept bringing up this image and it somehow helped me knowing that I'm surrounded by strong women. And if you do need that support, especially during COVID, that might be tough because for a lot of, let's say, postpartum moms, this is just not possible right now, or fertility um, support groups are not happening. 
in person right now. So go find other support communities. Um, obviously, Instagram is an amazing source. I wish I had the support community on Instagram six years ago. Um, and reach out for help, as you said before. Mm-hmm. So good. So, so good. And yeah, that, that visualization, I'm into visualization and med- meditation and energy and all of that. So I agree, if it's not for some people, give it a try. I mean, you know, if that spirituality stuff doesn't ring true for a whole lot of other listeners, eat the fruit, spit out the seeds, just give the visualization a try. It feels good. And it's good to feel good, right? This is the whole mind body connection that you're talking about. It's good to feel good. And that's going to have an effect on how your body operates, the signals that you're sending to it and all of that. Because your subconscious is really listening the entire time. And that's one thing I didn't know. Um, so you want to, so you want to be kind to yourself and you may, you may be able to try out new things that will have an impact on you later on. Maybe not right now, but you're planting the seed. You're planting the seed somewhere deep down below. And this might, may come out maybe days, weeks, months, years later. But here's the thing. What's the downside? There really is no downside. Right. And I I love this quote from um, a fertility friend of mine. And she says, you know already how things look when they don't work out. How about you think about how it could look like when it does work out? So we have a negative bias, right? We're human. So we go into negative thoughts more easily, again, as a survival mechanism. But how about you give your mind a chance? to go into the full, positive, optimistic realm. And that can be beautiful. Mm -hmm. Almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, for sure. What is something that you wish that you knew back then and or something that you would tell yourself back then if you could? Um, Probably what I just said, that the subconscious is listening. Um, I thought I could kind of trick my body. You know, I thought I could just work harder and do one more fertility diet and distract myself with, um, you know, more workouts and just work more and travel more and kind of stay in my really pessimistic thoughts. I wasn't quite aware of the huge role that the subconscious and the stress levels actually do play in all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why do you think it's important to do and go through hard things? You've obviously been through a lot. Our moms have been through a lot. So why is it important to, to be going through these hard things? Oh God, I wish, I wish this, I wish no one would have to go through this, but then we don't get to choose in life. Right. So I'm a big fan of Buddhism and I love the saying, no mud, no lotus. So no mud, no lotus. The lotus flower needs mud to bloom. And sometimes we need to go through hard stuff before we can come out on the other side and bloom and see the beauty. And on the way we can learn incredible things about ourselves and become a better version of ourselves. Um, So again, as I said before, there is beauty in everything. There is a silver lining in everything. And the path to seeing that can be incredibly 
beautiful and um, can give you again so many life tools. But yeah, would I wish infertility on anyone? No, of course not. Of mm -hmm. course not. Yeah, I've heard that before too. When I I was interviewing another mom for the series, and I asked that question, and she said this is, she was also someone who had experienced it and gone through it, and. And she said the same exact thing. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. And then obviously went into talking about how change is beautiful and, you know, there's a silver lining. And so she had a really similar message to you, but it's, it's so devastating and so heavy. Uh, yeah. This is the one exception. I think this is right. the one exception that we wouldn't wish this hard thing on anybody, but, but if it happens and it happens, you were able to provide us with a ton of awesome resources, just some great validation too, and some really unique perspectives that I have tried to learn more about, but I feel like now I have, and I know that our moms are going to find it so, so, so helpful. So where can they find you? Where can they learn more about you and your journey and your services? Um, so I, I'm on Instagram and um, Monica Friedman Coaching, Monica with a K, because I'm from Germany. You probably picked up my accent by now. I'm on Facebook under the same handle, Monica Friedman Coaching. My website, monicafriedman.com. And obviously through you, Jenna, I, I know we'll stay in touch. I feel like we do have a special connection because we both just love the work that we do. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to help. Um, with whatever question you have. And even if it's just listening to your story. And I know that that's just some, having someone to listen, as you've mentioned is really important, can be really helpful. So I thank you so much for your expertise and your vulnerability and your wisdom. The beautiful thing about all of this is that you are now going to be able to help a ton of other women and they're going to be, I just imagine them listening in their cars or listening in their headphones and being like, oh my gosh, I feel heard. Oh my gosh. Like I, I feel like she gets me. This is me. This is me. And that's the whole reason behind what it is that you and I are doing. And I'm just honored that I got to have you on here and that we could be sharing the opportunity to give that to women. So thank you so much. And for anyone listening, I will be sure to link Monica. I will be sure to link her in the show notes and I'll be posting her all over my Instagram so that you will have no issue finding her. Definitely go and give her website a, a look. Um, definitely give her a follow on Instagram. Stay updated on everything that she has going. And Monica, thank you so much. For more information and resources, head to my website at www.jennaoverbaugh.com. From there, you can sign up for my email newsletter so you can make sure that you are the most up-to-date about upcoming resources, podcast episodes, blogs, challenges, and more. Also, check me out on Instagram at jenna.overbaugh and tune into some other episodes here while you're at it. As always, if you have a free minute, it would mean the world to me if you could please subscribe and rate this podcast. Subscriptions and ratings help me keep the podcast going and help me spread the word to other people who need these resources and they otherwise may not get them. With that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really love creating these episodes for you. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things.